Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. Hey, you're listening to Take a Walk Podcast. I missed you all so much. Uh, For those of you that don't know why I've been out, because I completely forgot to mention it on the last podcast, I recently had surgery. Uh, I had a nice fistful of benign tumor yanked out of of my tum-tum. Kevin, oh my God, you can't help yourself. An e- you guys just have an unopened fidget spinner, like under okay. your table. Already, this I is going on just... the rails. I didn't even get introduced. I guess we'll start First it. Of all, it's not an unopened fidget spinner. It's a fidget spinner filled with lip gloss. Okay, that's. Uh, and just... it is a gift for a friend. All I did was make a noise. Second Casey all, did this. You're listening to Take a Walk podcast. This is Vanessa. I had surgery. I'm sorry. I was gone. I'm feeling a lot better. We're recording from my apartment. In case you hear ambient guinea pig noises. Go talk to the people. Don't put the mic to the guinea pig. I will not. Real excited to be back. Let me introduce you to some of these, actually all of these guests that you have for sure heard before. Just introduce some of us. Fuck you. (laughs) The guy that you hear laughing now is my writing partner, lover, and house idiot, Kevin Anderson. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm a house idiot. Next to Kevin Anderson, we have the man that you know from the North Carolina punk rock scene episode with the beautiful hair. Please give it up for Casey Clark, everybody. Wait, let's uh, wait for everyone to give it up. Okay. All right, they've given it up. By the yeah, end of this episode, I am for sure going to kick you in the neck. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. The yeah, other guy that's going to kick Kevin in the neck, and you know him from our strip club episode... Please give it up for he has a horse. That's, that's like the worst. Why are you like, doing this like you're hosting a mic right now? Because we're going to talk about a nut mic at some point. And give it's it been, up, everybody. It's been a while for me. I haven't recorded it in some time. I'm trying to keep some semblance. Well, that's why we're here. We're here control. to help you. We're here and, to help and you. No, you're not helping. You're definitely here to derail. <laughs> I'm trying really hard not to. I'm just having fun. You're like that I'm kid sorry. in class that keeps interrupting everything, and he was funny the first few times, but after that, you're like, oh, I bet he doesn't get attention at home. Oh, have I made it that obvious that quickly? Guys, if you uh, if you like what Kevin Anderson's about, please check out Bleak and Review, <laughs> where uh, you could hear him interrupt a whole set of new people. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. That guy that just laid out the truth, you know, from the strip club episode, give it up for Radistin Zaharia. How's yeah. it going, everybody? Today I'll be slightly less monotone. <laughs> so uh, far, you have not proven that to be true. No, not at all. What we're gathered to talk to you about is we all actually pretty much met in the same location, and that is the other door in Burbank. It's the bar that Kevin and I now run a mic at, and some of you Take a Walk listeners have actually stopped by the other door on Tuesdays when we've had the mic before, and we've hung out with you as much as we can for how busy we are. But it's always great to see Unpops and Take a Walk listeners there, because usually Jeff or Adam will stop in to say hi. That's the only Uh, time they come, by the way. (laughs) They will avoid that place like the plague until... Tuesday's Adam's recording night. Yeah, that's what he says. And Jeff likes to make appearances. Uh, He sure does. (laughs) But it's been a big place of home for us, and we're kind of going to talk about... Place of home. It's it's been an important part in all of our relationships. I mean, it's where I met you. Yeah, that's where I met you there at... A memorial. Yeah, a memorial for a dead comedian. Is Do you want to get there? Do you want to go there real quick? <laughs> do you want to go there immediately? I mean, I, we're here. Okay. Um, and when you're here, you're family. 
So Kevin and I actually met at the other door. Uh, fuck you, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Please. I'm sorry. I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but don't say that without providing Olive Garden. Okay. <laughs> Bitch, you got them breadsticks. <laughs> gotta get them breadsticks. Gotta get me salad. Gotta get me soup. By the way, one time Jeff and I ate so much Olive Garden, I threw up in a Target and he got stuck in an adult onesie. It, Which is why he doesn't go to uh, the other door anymore. <laughs> nope. No, at the other door, it used to be a different mic called Mouthy Pants, and that was back before Kevin and I met each other. And I had just come from a different memorial for my high school chemistry teacher in which I had to speak. And this was another memorial for a mutual friend who was a comedian that passed away. Rest yep. in peace, Robert Murray. Yep. And I was so sad. A guy asked if he could get me a shot to make me feel better over my morning. And I told him to get me 27 and guess how many shots he bought. Uh, so he brought. Yeah, that was insane to me. Like the fact that he came out with a <laughs> tray of shots. Oh, this wasn't you. No, this no, was not this me. Was no, I was the guy. one that she bummed a cigarette okay. off after she had just 27 doing shots. Off the tray. And then I walked outside and I was just like, who has a cigarette? And I took a bunch from Kevin and I did not remember him from that meeting. No, you nor should really you. remember anything after 27 shots. I didn't but do 27. But he remembered like you. Okay. And he but, was like, I'm going to frigger one day. I remember, <laughs> no, I remember there was that bitch that owes me cigarettes. That's how I remembered her. Hey. That's not true. You don't, like me. Of course I do. Yeah, don't swear Shut just to be rat. cool on the podcast. I want all my friends at school to think I'm awesome. <laughs> also, to, for... To, to be fair to Kevin, I have asked that he call me bitch more, but yeah. uh, I'm not kidding. I don't know why I really like it. It makes me feel like we're friends. But uh, Is that one song, She's a Bitch? Do you just listen to that one a lot? Who's that again? Was that in the CL? Oh, that's our fuck tunes. Yeah, yeah. She's a bitch? I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. No, no, I believe. No. no? Uh, never mind. We'll move on. <laughs> no, I want to know what the song is. I'm no, dude, a it, was, bitch. it was from I'm the 90s. It was like some like. I really don't remember who it was. It was someone like Lil Kim along those lines, and it was just like she. Wait, a send bit. it to me because I might. Fuck. Wait, I was it? Was it? That. Was it the Commodores? It's, She's it's a Missy bitch Elliott. At Nana House. No, was it that one. No, it was not. It's Missy Elliott. The song's yeah. called "She's a Bitch." <laughs> yeah, there it. Thank you. Rad <laughs> is helpful. And it Kevin goes like this. To derail. Mm -hmm. You're the Rosenberg today. She's a bitch. No, don't ever say that to me. I am not the Rosenberg. I like that that made everyone quiet. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I mean, want to you're going to accuse someone of Judaism. You better have some fucking proof to back that Speaking up. Speaking of which, happy Hanukkah, everybody. Happy Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah everybody. But yeah, uh, that's where Kevin and I met. And then eventually we started dating. Uh, I actually accidentally took speed and confessed my affection for him at As that one bar. Does. Uh all of our all of our relationship has slowly formed at that bar, leading to us hosting now and watching other idiots fall in love on drugs. I know, isn't it great? Yeah. No, not I met Kevin at a different dive bar. No, you we met at a comedy theater, and then we went to. Oh, a and dive then we bar. went. Well, we got to know each other. I met you at the other door as well, I think. No, you met me at Barney's Beanery. How have I forgotten the way I've met every single one of you? Yeah, I don't remember. How not I every single one. I'm here. I it was through Kyle somehow. We've met at, we, it's, it was at yeah. a bar probably. What's did you ever I don't remember cuz did you you went to my 4th of July party this year, correct? I've actually never been to the 4th of July okay. party cuz I've never worked mind. every 4th of July for the last 6 years. Word. She's anti-American. I mean a little bit. Yes, <laughs> that's not the point of the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> no, true. but I've, I think I've met pretty much every single yeah. one of you at a bar. Some, yeah. Something along those lines. It, it might have been, I might have first met you at Meltdown. That's the only one where like. Oh, that probably. 
like because it's I I do go there a lot still. Or I'm, I used to rather. I saw Casey running sound in a backyard with a peacock before I met oh, yeah, him. Oh yeah, was Yellow Hammer, the greatest. Yeah, uh, the greatest comedy show of all time. Yeah, yeah, and the with uh, a peacock and an old Saturn. Oh yeah, the old yeah. Saturn with the windows smashed. Oh Jaguar, no, it was a Jaguar. Jaguar. That was and it was covered in peacock shit. Yeah, dude, that was the peacock's yard. He let us have that show there. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, scared of it. But mm-hmm. back. To the subject, yes. what yes. brought each and every single one of you to the other door bar for the first time, and why is it special to you? Uh, for me, I first went there because they were very uh, adamant about posting photos of everybody who performed there online, and I saw a lot of photos tagged at the other door, so I said, I should do stand-up there, and then I started going there on that, like, you know, on that pretense, and then I just, it was my favorite uh, open mic, and also became quickly my favorite bar, even though at that time it was not my local bar. It was very far away from where I lived. I lived in East L.A. This was in Burbank, which is fun for people that are outside of L.A. I'm sure that's a great bit of t- information for them. Just but, say how far apart they are. Uh, half hour drive. Okay. At the least. See, that's universal. Yeah, now we all get it. It's about, what, 25 miles? About, yeah, roughly. Yeah, 20, 25. How many uh, meters is that? Oh, boy. Uh, so a meter is, a, how many hay pennies is that? How many knots? How many nautical knots? How, yeah, how many, how many fathoms? <laughs> uh, I'll, it's far. and But it, be, it quickly became uh, my favorite bar. And then once we started hosting there, uh, and now we live a way closer to it, it's definitely my local bar now. But that was how I originally well, started Well, because you always know somebody when you show up. Yeah. And I used to go there all the time before you and I started dating with, like, other dude friends that were going through, like, weird dating stuff. And we would just, like, play pool and drink and pretend that we both weren't hurting. That was, like, your bro hangout? That was my your, bro hang, yeah. where it was just kind of like, oh, my God, we're That's both a, so it's sad. It's a really good bar for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it has good places to go hide and be quiet and yeah. be like, so anyways, what she said to me was. Right. Yeah. There's a place, a spot in the other door for every single bar thing that you need to do you need to like go have a conversation they have a spot for that you need a spot where like you're with all the drunks there's a spot for that you want to play a little pool a, you you want to shit while being afraid that the door doesn't lock oh it doesn't even close <laughs> or, wait it doesn't thing. even fit the door's bigger yeah. than the, the hole it the, covers the clutchest thing for me personally about the other door is a it's there's a place where i can smoke a cigarette and drink a beer at the same time oh because it's just one of the greatest joys in life to be able to smoke a cigarette. You don't often you don't often get that luxury anymore. No, you just I do don't. one not at all, and the other so rarely that now it's just a place for me to go smell like cigarettes, even though I don't smoke. Mm. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> but it's still fun for me because I I like to be I like to be outside sometimes when I drink. I, I get, mm-hmm. you, sometimes nice you break. get overwhelmed. Yeah. It's when a nice you, break from everything, and like it's you know you don't have to deal with the loudness of the bar or the, yeah. like the quiet of the room. And it's the right kind of loudness, and it's not it, it's 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 that perfect level of dive, to where the beers are well priced and delicious, but also you still get punked out trying to take a shit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna also like just do it now, like fucking. Also, the best part about being out there is Brooklyn Bites. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, dude. No, absolutely. There's right no away. actual kitchen at the other door, but there's a woman named Brooklyn who comes by and she's makes the bar manager. Fucking, she's a bar manager, but she also makes great like tacos and stews and bread. Like any it's, time of the night you go, I had. 
fish cur like a like a fish curry. white fish. Yeah, she curry does the white taco. fish curry. That was amazing. Like a co- it was like a white fish coconut curry. Rather, <laughs> she's um, tight. the bar manager, the cook, and if she sees me post something about an annoying comic, she will run in and be like, "Who am I gonna fuck up?" Like yeah. she's yeah, no, she's dude. ride or die for the mic too. She's That's what's ride cool or die, mm-hmm. which I she she love. fit in very nicely <laughs> with like the people there. I feel like that was a very seamless transition. Of well, we're all like a in. weird biker gang of useless yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did she ever used to run, like work behind the bar at all? Probably. Imagine, as like, long as I've likely. known her, she's been uh, doing like managing scheduling and, and managerial stuff, and she will occasionally pop by. Like she comes comes by at least once a week for you know doing her own food stuff. But she is like she's in the higher up. She doesn't bartend there anymore. But I bet at some point she probably did. Okay, because this was a while ago, and I'm pretty sure it's her. But I turned her down as a someone like I thought. He, so I turned her down because I thought she was interested in me. Totally not interested ah. in me. Like I just was like, no thanks. And she's like, no, that's fine. It's th- it was never on the table. I just asked you where you're from because your eyes are weird. You immediately thought she wanted that dick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, which was like very presumptuous. Oh, where am I from, girl? Yeah, it, very presumptuous. I've <laughs> never had like that's never been me. Like, oh, I a just, girl's just kind of like, hey, is this seat taken? And he's like, I have a girlfriend, not a. I have a girlfriend. I'm sorry, I can't do this. I fell. Yeah, you did. Kevin just fell because he's being a fidgety child again. No, I'm just sitting on a foam roller. Yeah, those aren't for sits, Kevin. All right. What were your first, like, big local watering holes where you learned to cut your teeth? Uh, well, the first bar I ever went to with a fake ID was a place called the Sticky Wicket in Sacramento. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, it was... Okay, so we were talking about the level of dive of the other door. You know, you were saying it was kind of divey, right, right, Casey? Like, I would say it's divey. But there's never going to be soap scum on your glasses, you know? Like, it's Ooh, pretty fine. Yeah, that's pretty... That's the, pretty the Sticky pretty Wicket was for sure the diviest bar available, which is why, as a long-haired, baby-faced 16-year-old, I was able to walk in there with uh, a five-foot-two man's ID while I was six feet and and get served. It was so divey. It was so shitty. It was literally me and my high school friends and then a bunch of local... 40 year old like divorcee women that were just there and they thought we were just fascinating like oh, they you were, ever kiss you ever kiss mm-hmm. a mid middle-aged lady i wasn't kissing no middle-aged ladies my buddy was had to had to come up to me at one point when he was drunk go dude should i hook up should i hook up with her i'm like no don't do that yeah, that's we're 16 idea. she's like 46 do you You're remember s- that lady a criminal yeah do don't you, don't incriminate her with your dick do you remember 16 where you felt the need to get approval from your friends if they saw you hook up with someone, even though like you're clearly attracted, like he was clearly like he wanted to hook up, yeah. But he felt the need to come ask, basically because he was like, "Are you gonna make fun of me and tell everybody if I hook up?" Like that's what he's more of the guy that counted how many sexual conquests he had and had an exact number on his per- person at all times. So I feel like he just wanted to let us know that it was a possibility. I've eaten so much yeah. bathroom pussy. I don't know what the number is. <laughs> Bathroom pussy. Right on. <laughs> what about you, Casey? Bathroom pussy? <laughs> yeah, I guess. You ever, get a, you ever get some latrine snatch? <laughs> what was your watering hole, Casey? Um, well, I guess, like, as far as bars go, in uh, Simi, there was in Simi, there was a bar called... Simi uh, Valley, for everybody. Simi Valley, where I'm from. Um, there was a bar called The Season Ticket. 
and I would go there a lot kind of after I turned 18 with like some friends because like it was kind of rednecky bar but it just there wasn't really that many people who went there in the first place mm-hmm. and like the rednecks who went there were relatively tame so like it didn't really bother them when we would like get kind of drunk and play like Slayer um, <laughs> Oh like, yeah, that can be a thing. Yeah. The jukebox. We'll get into the jukebox. Yeah, that's we'll get into that. That are also um, another one too is uh, McGee's, which I don't remember what it's called anymore. It's uh, that's where I drink with Brian. Like whenever I drink with Brian, which is a uh, it's a bar in Chatsworth. Um, Casey, I have a question though. Yeah. You said you were going to these when you were eighteen, or these places that no, just these, did this, not. This is after card? I turned twenty-one, but like oh, before okay. I turned twenty-one, what's well, I would play some shows in bars like growing up, like where I couldn't necessarily like go in. Like a couple of them, I kind of figured out how to like just be like, "Yo, just give me beer." Yeah, and just like it just kind of worked um, because I've just kind of always looked like twenty six. I was about to but, say, yeah. I feel like you've always looked like this. And you're gonna look like this when <laughs> you're like forty five too. Yeah, basically, like the mustache was like came at like nineteen, but other than that, like it's just always been this same thing. Yeah. Um, probably didn't get hassled too much by doormen. Yeah. yeah. But as far as like watering holes, like primarily throughout my life, that's kind of actually like weirdly was like a lot of like house parties growing up or mm-hmm. like just kind of shows where like you just kind of like buy a 40 or a couple of talkies. Yeah, that was a lot for me in Orange County. It was a lot of railroad drinking. <laughs> like, yeah, I know, I know exactly yep. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, a lot like where you would just go to like an underpass near train tracks mm-hmm. and then you would just all smoke cigarettes and have 40s and then talk about how you're not going to be like your parents yeah uh which is why 100% yeah it's why I have like a weird fondness for um MD 2020 oh yeah like every once in a while the way like a man craves a good whiskey I'll be like man I can just go for like a blue MD 2020 right now okay so if what's MD 2020 mad dog it's basically like uh it's like malt liquor wine it, it's it's a neon color mm-hmm. it's fun it juice like when you're 17 flask yeah. and they come in like blue and red and green and oh, okay because i'm canadian we had a, a whole bunch of different liquor well, you guys had peeved mutt <laughs> no they had like boone's well. farm <laughs> yeah it was like like boone's farm that's a well the thing is i did a lot of like md 2020 and things like that but i missed out on the four loco no, you uh, didn't. You I was out. I was a little until bit too late old for, in life. <laughs> wait, I, wait. Was, I was a little bit too old for Four Locos, but I still to this day love Mickey's. I yeah. love Mickey's. Like my oh, man, I love one. Mickey. A forty of Mickey's sometimes. Like, or to get them grenades, I, man. Yeah, the grenades too. That's a good one. But, but like, that was my first booze I ever drank was a Mickey's. With that the or juice. specifically a tall can of Colt Forty Five. Like um, when I just want to channel my youth, I just really want to Mickey's and a ninety nine cent hot dog. I, if I want to, yeah, that yeah. If I want to really be trash, yeah, it's that in a Seven Eleven taquito or a Seven Eleven hot dog. Can I tell the you Vanessa tell, drinking Four Loco for the first time you story? You can tell the Four Loco first time story if you talk about your first watering hole. Afterwards. Yeah, where did you? Was it Bulgaria? Was it Singapore? Was it Canada? No, both uh, Bulgaria and Singapore. I was like a child. Right. So. <laughs> well, I don't know what their laws are like. Straight up, now that you mention it, I have hung out in bars with my parents, like local bars, as like a first grader, but yeah. they wouldn't serve me. But, um, oh, they wouldn't. <laughs> I know it's the first watering, like legit watering hole dive bar was in college in Canada in a place called Guelph. It's called Trapper's Alley. 
And just Trapper's over this. Canadian as fuck. Yeah. Trapper's Alley. Canadian name. Brad was... told me about Trapper's Alley the day at work, and I said, "Is it themed after a log cabin?" He said, "Yes," and I was like, "Cool." Yep. <laughs> Basically, and it's the because it's a college town, and that's the place that was known because they don't ID. Mm-hmm. So it was a bunch of underage chicks and a bunch of forty-year-olds, oh, which was oh, great. No. Bad combination. And I will tell you, like how that's cat person. The yeah, bar. this dude. is how shitty it got and how great at the same time. I have taken a piss while at the bar. Just it's too full, so I just pissed and no one noticed. I've seen that, that happen. Yeah, yeah, Vanessa that has before. a story like that about. <laughs> I have a good one. About just bar bathroom. Just nobody know, and uh, I've. I fingered a girl at a bar booth and then... Dude, nice. Right? <laughs> Fucking, my hand was so sore from high-fiving everybody, but... <laughs> and and I was also like, check out like 19-year-old Rad. He's like, and fingering chicks at the bar yeah. walking like, that sa- fingering that same, yeah, that's not good listen that same night on my way to the bathroom or something i saw somebody fucking in a booth in a booth in the same like not the same booth but the same type of booth like is you know just chairs and a table somebody was fucking and just totally ruined my like good vibes about like being like finger rad Finger Rad. Finger Rad. That's, That's a character. fucking terrible nickname. That's a horrible nickname. And to get that taste out of your mouths, why don't you wash it down with the Four Loco story you're so excited yeah. to tell? Ratty Fish Fingers. That's Ew. What Ew. <laughs> Fuck you. That's my least favorite DJ. Oh, shit. <laughs> the Four Loco story was um, me and Vanessa were going to a, uh, a house party. And uh, at the time, Vanessa was, because it, it's important, how old were you? Like last year, right? Four. Yeah, twenty-four. So like, old enough to know better, and um, <laughs> already it wasn't a. One good, would think already not a good day for Vanessa because we had to go to a Seven Eleven, and the reason we had to go was because she was wearing shoes that were very uncomfortable, and they were ripping up the back of her foot, like the heel, and so she looked for some stuff there, and uh, she couldn't find anything, so she bought. What was it? Pads? Maxi pads. Yeah, maxi pads to stuff in her <laughs> feet. That like a victim. As they stuck out. And then at that you point. You see the maxi pads jutting out of my she, feet. She yeah. looks like the at me. Dr. I've ever heard of. Ah. And she goes, I'm going to get some Four loco because I've never had it before. So I'm going to get two of them. And That's I told her. decision making. There's no point in you. Like, you won. You had won. You like went through high school in your adolescence without making the mistake of drinking two four locos. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, expect- that's why they had to change the formula because people died from drinking two of them. Right, and then you looked at me and you were like, "Ha ha, yeah." And then you went and bought them anyway. <laughs> I only bought one, to be fair. No, you bought two. When did I? You had two for sure. Because later we went to the party and I was took the other one away from me. and like <laughs> you know she's an adult I'm like you're gonna be sorry but she starts drinking and I just you know it's a party and every time I see her she's just like it goes from like okay I'm having fun at a party right. to I'm tipsy at a party mm-hmm. to like okay now every time I see you I just have to yell your name and the you is just whoever's around. <laughs> Did and you want to fight like a mailbox or something like that? That I was a like different time. Okay. It, it got to the point where I people, got a story about that though for later. <laughs> people like she she finished the first one and then other friends were like, 
we can't let her have the other one. Like, we have to, like, have to huddle up and be like, yeah. all right, Vanessa's unreasonable. She's going to want to finish the other one. Let's find a way <laughs> to yeah, get that sure away from her. Finish the other one. 100%. How did that it, night end I like for that you? your baseline for that, though, was, well, Vanessa, as a person, is unreasonable. So <laughs> she's going to do this. They took the other one, and they gave me a bag of chips. And I know Kevin took me home. Yeah. And he showed up, and he said, hey, babe, how's it going? And I answered, and all he said was, wow. And... <laughs> Well, Rad had sent me some clues via text message before I got there because I believe I was either working or doing a show that night. You were working, and I don't think you were ready for how fucked up I was. Oh, I sure wasn't. And on the way home, I don't know what happened, but at one point I started crying. Uh, I'm like a thousand percent sure it was over fast food. Uh, I'm pretty sure like something happened with an order and I cried. Yeah, they didn't have any more Doritos shells at Taco Bell. You had to get a regular taco, so you were very sad. I don't know exactly, but it was fast food related, and I started crying, and I wasn't going to throw up, but the next day I woke up, and I had a call out from work because I was the most hungover I'd ever been in my entire life. Well, because it's pure caffeine and alcohol. It's the worst head fucking trauma you can get Like, from every time drinking. somebody talked to me, I was just like, please don't make noise. Your words hurt. Yeah. It's, I don't know, I... I think I had one at one point and just like I just remember throwing up really violently like several hours later. Oh, Do you remember if it was before the recall when they changed oh, oh, the Oh yeah, formula? no it was definitely it was, before the that's recall. That's when I had it too. Uh, yeah, that's the dangerous yeah, shit. Yeah, no, cuz I I had it when it for what's well, it's it was originally called 4 Max. Um, and I only ever saw then this acapella group with a bunch uh, of Maxwells. Yeah. Uh, they and, they sued him. And, and they had I to only it. ever saw it in Long Beach when my brother was in college. Like, and we would like sometimes like manage to I won't throw my brother under the bus or anything. But when we would manage to acquire alcohol, um, like we it would sometimes it would be this shit called Four Max, and it was Four Loco. And like, because eventually they changed the name to Four Loco, and I started seeing it in like the Valley, and then seeing me, and so like seeing it other places. Those beautiful, brightly colored cans that yeah, look so you, enticing. They look like mm-hmm. Arizona iced teas. Because the thing with Four Loco, am I not wrong? It used to have so, like they recalled it because it had like too much caffeine or yeah, something. Like yeah. it, was it was the caffeine content and was guarana. too much. Yeah, this is we like. Because I went to high school in Canada, they don't have Four Loco there. We knew about Four Loco because of that. We were like, "Do you, do you know about that thing? Like that liquor they, they got in America, where like and now someone are drank- protesting." Yeah, like they drank it, and it's like Red Bull and malt liquor mixed together in a wonderful heart attack. Dude, I, I just like I literally projectile vomited like after I had one. Like it was just like the worst. I time. was ready to. Like, I honestly. What was it like finding out you're a pussy? <laughs> I yeah, how did it feel there's Casey there's no way you haven't projectile vomited yeah tell us about how you haven't projectile vomited <laughs> I find that absolutely impossible you want to tell us about how you haven't projectile vomited over my balcony <laughs> grow up you don't own that balcony I, uh, no 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 not just I rented over the balcony it. over a hill oh over, yeah. oh over yeah that's going back to the other on door on own roof well yeah I'll, okay. tell, I'll tell that story let's talk, let's talk about first of all let's talk about because we were talking about the other door our, our local bar <clears throat> let's talk about the night when I drove you back to the west side from the other door and on the freeway on ramp you had me pull over and you stumbled down a hill and vomited into some bushes yeah, well, I guess I told the story, but I mean, I, I'd already not thrown the only up. One that's done that because I've done that too. Oh, I puke all the time. But <laughs> I that when I did that, that was the thing that made me slow down on drinking because I was. Uh, this was back when I was also like 
doing a lot of dumb drugs at the same time too and i had just come back from the other door and i'd already thrown up once but i had thrown up down my uh, jacket because i didn't want to ruin my friend's car uh and this time my childhood best friend was driving me and nobody makes you feel worse about the life that you're living poorly than your childhood best friends oh 100 because they will cut the deepest Mm -hmm. and she was driving me home and i was like pull over i'm gonna throw up and i like stumbled down a hill landed on my knees was just barfing on all on all fours and she's just standing over me texting and she just goes oh you're so cool (laughs) (laughs) i know it second hand hurts it sounds like rad's a copycat criminal you literally told the story of what he just said (laughs) well there was a second part to that story well let me let me tell the whole thing tell it so tell it the way it was is like I was drunk at the other door to the point where like and it was because I knew I didn't have to drive that was the thing because I usually so when I I just I was like fuck it I'll drink as much as I want yeah and so like I was so drunk I started throwing up in that bathroom that we mentioned earlier where the door doesn't close and it was to the point where one of the bar backs not like he wasn't in but I guess that's how much I was throwing up just came up and just handed me a bottle of water Wow. Shout out to Kevin Scott. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Kevin. And then um, I, we went, we started going um, home and we're on the highway. And at some point, and by the way, I'll tell another story down the line, but like you see that I'm very proud of the fact that I've never thrown up in anybody's car because I kept on telling Kevin, you got to pull over. And Kevin's like, we're on a, we're on the 405. We can't pull over like it's not dude i'll open the door I'm like and you like, puke out the door right you have to and then yeah. let me roll up to the getty real yeah. quick you can throw up there exactly and then that's what happened i ran out i stumbled down a hill on my knees started throwing up and then i just looked behind me and there's kevin just sitting there with his uh with his hands on his hips like looking real disappointed was i I, I think I was probably just in the car. Well, like I wasn't knows? texting. I know that much. I was drunk. I was yeah. throwing up. That's what you I felt. You just felt me with my hands on my hips. Like you just imagined me in that situation, judging you. But then that's not. So then we get back in the car, and then literally maybe like a minute away from his house, I have to have <laughs> so him, close. I have to have him pull over again. This time it's like in a neighborhood with like, and so I I just. Right up, in front of a vegan restaurant. Right, just way. right in front of a vegan restaurant. I threw up everywhere. And uh, they closed that place down after that. Yeah, yeah. And they closed it down it's because they said... Too much partying. Too much partying. They thought people were going too ham at the vegan uh, restaurant. Thanks for rescuing me. That bit was going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and you did me say, a favor. Is- <laughs> <laughs> Casey, when was a moment when you first started drinking where you're just kind of like, I now know my limits? Um, pretty early on, (laughs) um, my first like real memory of being like way too sick from drinking was so like, I used to be a playwright (laughs) when I was like in college. That's so cool. Um, and after I would finish like writing my first, like the first draft of a script, I'd send it to like another, like a friend of mine. And then, like, that night, basically, like, he would give me notes. And, like, basically the two of us, like, while he would give me notes and we'd do back and forth, we'd drink it all, like, basically an entire bottle of wine each. (laughs) Um, And I did that. And then, like, we went to another party and, like, 
I don't know. I would just like I don't totally remember the other party that well, but like I just like I had a bunch of shots of vodka, and then when I got home at like three or four in the morning, like I pretty much like just Ralphed like for the rest of the night. I like um, that you said Ralph. Yeah, me too. It makes it festive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got um, throwing synonyms, you know. Well, I have a question, follow up question for that. Uh, have you had moments recently? Like or not recently, but like in your ad- more adult life, kind of where you're like, you try to do that again, and you really realize, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I can drink like that again, and then then you really feel the well, pain of it. I've always been kind of a pussy with drinking. Oh, okay. like, me too. Like, it's because like, I definitely like early on like had a couple of situations where like in a in a very like embarrassing social situation where I was like way too drunk like for the given situation. Oh yeah, every morning you wake up and you're like, oh everybody hates me. Yeah, not necessarily that like I was necessarily like that was like a problem, it's just that it's just like, oh I'm really drunk and like nobody else is drunk. Yeah, and you internalize it, you internalize it as everybody hates, well at least I do, I don't know if you guys do, but like, like, oh I I was too loose last night, I probably did something embarrassing. Uh, what are some of your favorite hangover cures? Um, I take I take. Of, oh, sorry, you go ahead. Greasiest of food possible. Yeah, like, that's a good one. Um, I'm wa- a spicy person. Spicy is good too. Um, right, like, a lot of carbs. Wa- Waffle House is a good Ooh. choice. God, I wish yes. there was one nearby. Um, a local one. Uh, Astro Burger is a good one. Oh yeah, uh, Astro, I like Burger. Astro Burger. Astro Burger is good. Or like a Tommy's Burger, where I'm like, can you get me a burger, but can you put a hash brown and an egg in yeah, it? Yeah, hundred percent. Because you want <laughs> potatoes and eggs real bad. If you've got it available, cold pizza mm. is great. Cold pizza is pretty good for hangover as well. Uh, and weed, any kind of Mexican. Well, soup. weed, yeah. Mexican soup. Yeah, they're pizzole. spicy, and then they're greasy, and mm. they're carby all at once. So you have. Uh, also, side note, uh, quick sidebar. I just had it. You know how when I have ideas and they're bad. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware of our sex life. Well, yeah. I just figured, se- oh, stop it. I've never <laughs> led you astray, and I've never hurt your dick. I just thought, it, you, well, you, you... During sex. Okay, uh, I was going to say, you pinched my dick hole last night with your it fingertips. It wasn't during sex. Dick hole. He said dick hole. Let's just not gloss over the fact he said pinched the, his dick hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that was on purpose. I said that on purpose. All right. Not go that a, she pinched it on purpose. Go ahead and... I ex- accidentally pinched the corner of it. Um, well, what do you mean? Let's... Hold on. Let's <laughs> <laughs> no. full stop on all of this talk. Let's get into this. Uh, Why did it even come up where, like, that was an option to pinch a dick hole? Like, did he start coming and you were, like, not ready? This wasn't during we sex. It wasn't during sex. Oh, okay. Just that. playing on his phone and I was fiddling with it because I was bored. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Aren't like women the with a ball of yarn. Anyways, I figured while we're here and we're sharing stories and anecdotes, a fun way we can tie in the whole drinking whole thing is because we're in the pleasure of my home. We sure are. Is we can play Never Have I Ever during. Okay. So. uh, I always like games. I like games. It's a fun way to tie in the drinking whole aspect and we can ask bar and drinking related questions. Mm. So while you guys talk about hangover cures, I'm going to go get a few glasses of stuff. Okay, well, I already All have right. whiskey, so don't worry about and me. And talk about your favorite hangover cures while I go well, right away. Okay, well, I, I, say, I, have a, I have a really good one, just a, a, a breakfast burrito of, a, of like all across the board, I feel like. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing is I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't have a hangover cure as much. Like the next morning is not as paramount as the night of for me. What I do to not, when I know I've drank too much, usually it's after hosting our mic at, at Killer Mike on Tuesdays. 
I know I've drank enough. They give us six free drinks there a piece, so I know I've drank enough. Yeah. A, I want to hear what Casey's burrito is. B, uh, raise your hand if you want tequila. I don't want tequila. Uh, what kind of tequila? Golden. Okay, no. Vodka? I have whis- I'm drinking whiskey. Um, yeah, I'll just do whiskey too. Or mezcal. Oh, mezcal. Oh boy, yeah. Mezcal. Casey, go for it. Keep I'm going go- with the I'm whiskey. Good off the, uh, and you the want whiskey? Yeah. Okay. Well, Tracy I was gonna say. Well, what I was gonna say is that I my just called you Tracy. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, 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 Tracy Morgan. Trace. And let him say his burrito. Let, let me tell you about this. Procure for hangover as everybody gets pregnant. Hey, let me tell you about this. Okay, you just got a pal. I have a couple. I have a couple different ones. One of them is a camping one. Like you know, when you're out camping, and yeah. You're just, like you get obliterated, and like the next morning you wake up and you're just total trash and you're disgusting. What you do is you take a can- like just canned corned beef hash. It sounds like you camp uh, sick. And and you throw in a bunch of fucking like pastrami in there. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. And then just cheese of any kind, if you wish, and then make it spicy with just a shitload of hot sauce. Yeah. Um, and then you get that and you load up. Also beans. Beans are good. Yeah. And throw beans in beans there. Beans are clutch. Load that into a, uh, bre- a tortilla, toast that and grill it a little bit, and that's a... That's a good one as far as that goes. Do you guys want to hear a horrible hangover he- cure? Nah. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, you riff then. Um, so in in Bulgaria, uh, which is a country in Soviet in East, Bulgaria, in Eastern Europe, there's and every and I like every Eastern Europe thing. Everyone's a fucking drunk, but it's a well known um, hangover cure to eat something called it's it's tripe soup. So oh, you take yeah. tripe, like you take the stomach of, I believe, a pig, and then you boil it and you throw some bullshit in there. Isn't tripe looks... fish parts? No, it's pig. Like I said, it's pig. Oh, it's just innards. Yeah, it in doesn't general. matter. Okay. And, and the, okay. the direct translation is called belly soup, and it Ooh. looks like throw up. Honestly, this sounds sick as. Fuck. It sounds. It looks like throw up. It tastes like throw up. Belly soup is my favorite punk band, by the way. <laughs> this is what everyone. This is like what everyone says. After you've drank and you like, just like just looking at light makes you want to gag. Go oh, ahead yeah. and put pork stomach lining into you, yeah. and yeah. it's. I did it one time because just enough people said it where it's like maybe it'll work. I guess the way it works is um, you just start like as soon as you have have it, you just start throwing up until you're not hungover anymore because you've thrown up. That's everything. what I was gonna say. Is that sounds like the way that you when you describe it, it's like you do this thing because it's so unappealing. It'll purge your system. Is that kind of what you're talking about? I guess that's what they're talking See, about. I've we never like tried the it again. Taste of it in Latino countries, we drink it like we consume it because it's it's so it's such a fatty, greasy piece of meat. That it's it's kind of similar to the. Yeah, I was about to say honestly, anytime I've had it, I love it because it's just tripe. so savory. Yeah, like, tripe is just straight up. It's just a bomb of delicious savory mm. things. And and this is why I approve of uh, Trump's wall is because they're gonna they're gonna come Go here, on. bring all their soup, <laughs> make us drink it when we're hungover. Is that what you want, America? Go ahead. You want you want immigrants making you feel better with delicious soup? <laughs> yeah, I want them. I want them to, want them to give me delicious soup. soup, but I want them to pay for it. Is that? <laughs> Is that okay? We can make it work. All right. Uh, so. Well, the thing I was going to say real quick is a thing that got blocked twice uh, is that my, my ideal hangover cure is uh, the night before I prep. Instead of the day after, I will drink a full bottle of water and then eat two uh, ibuprofen before I go to bed. And that will cancel out most of the hangover effects. But It's not delicious. 
No, it's not delicious. It's just medicine. <laughs> but go on. I was going to say, because you've told me that, and yeah. I do that too. It totally now. works, it totally, right? I will vouch that this does work. Well, and one of the things I just want to say too is just like one of the main ways I avoid hang, because I don't really get hungover that often, but the main way I avoid is just drinking a shitload of water while I'm drinking. The water is very important. That yeah. was what my mom taught me, is yeah, that me when too. you go drinking, my, keep my a water My mom also bo- taught me yeah, that. Yeah, have a water. That's mm-hmm. why my mom can fucking drink anybody at Oh, table. your mom is the best drinker ever. Uh, we were at Disney World and we were at a mezcal bar at uh, Epcot Ooh. Center inside uh, the Love Mexican it. temple that they have in Love Mexico it. area. Those are called churches. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, oh my God! What's the term I'm thinking of? Is Doesn't matter. Iglesia. Missionary. Boom. Got it. All right. Uh, no, we were there. We were drinking, and then we were gonna go on the fucking Three Caballeros Mexican water ride that they have there. <sighs> and dope. as we're walking there, Vanessa has. Uh, most of a michelada left over from the bar. I took like four sips. Yeah, you had barely drank anything. And we're in line and we're just breezing through the line because nobody's there because it's raining and it's miserable. Uh, And they say, oh, you can't bring drinks onto the ride. You have to finish that here. And your mom just snatched that michelada from you and just housed it in line before we even got to the front. Like, And then we looked at animated ducks. Literally up. (laughs) Uh, She did the same thing with, I think, part of your mezcal too. Uh, no, I drank my mezcal. Okay, I think it was hers. My mom. Is, she was drinking her mezcal for sure. She was drinking a lot of it. My parents are secret good drinkers. Oh, because they're good. We try to keep up with What's, them that entire. Your mom day. in particular. I, I think. just think it's interesting because, like, I actually was raised in like a dry household because my dad doesn't drink. Really? Because um, how'd you get a shower? <laughs> my well, it's my dad's like a he's like a recovering like AA guy. Oh, like, he's one of those. So like he got clean like a couple years before my brother got born, and so like. My mom drinks sometimes, and like I would like growing up, I would see her get drunk. Mm. Um, but like for the most part, like I just was never really around alcohol growing up, which I always think is weird. Like talking to my friends a lot, who were just like, "Oh, dude, I totally got drunk with my dad." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah, if yeah. I got drunk with my dad, there'd be like so many fucking problems. Going on. <laughs> Let me ask you this: since so like alcohol was not allowed in your house it's not that it wasn't allowed it just wasn't around it wasn't like a like, common yeah, thing it wasn't because yeah. my parents didn't like shun it like they didn't be okay. like oh this is like fucking you can't fucking have this like, I was gonna say because if it's I've noticed especially in high school the mm-hmm. kids whose parents were the most like on top of, like I'm gonna make sure you don't drink and you don't do those were the biggest pieces those oh yeah right. were the people that drank the most the kids that I knew that their parents were kind of cool and was like, yeah, just be safe. They barely drank. Yeah, the kids at my school whose parents were the most straight-laced were the kids that would go to parties, drink a bunch, and then try to open everyone's car doors and steal their shit. <laughs> like like everyone who's parked outside, they would just go fucking like flipping handles. Ring? What? Like the bling ring. Yeah, kind of like, yeah. The, kinda like, a, like a really white, trashy version of the bling ring, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so I don't know, like, I guess, I don't know, because like it's, it's weird because like I don't like view alcohol as like kind of anything because mm-hmm. like, I pretty much really only have like two days a year where I get drunk and it's like because usually New Same. Year's New Year's Eve I get drunk yeah um and then usually my the Fourth of July party that my brother and I throw like I get drunk that day because I don't have to go anywhere for me it's um, not anything specific it's a day where because I'm always fucking responsible over someone I never just mm-hmm. get to be I I always drive like. I'm either, yeah, I'm either, like, same, mm-hmm. you're either driving or you're just, like, watching after someone. Well, it's also, like, because I got in a car accident when I was, like, 18, and I, like, <laughs> couldn't afford insurance, like, after it, mm-hmm. so I just didn't have a car from, like, 18 to 21, and then 
after I turned 21, I got a car again, and then, like, kind of because of that, I weirdly, like, didn't drink as much, and that's kind of, like, noticeably, like, after I turned 21, I, like, kind of, like, weirdly stopped drinking. Well, you all, it also sounds like you're up, you got a lot of that shit out of your system early. Yeah, like, I, like, definitely partied, like, in, like, That's how I feel, too, yeah. Like, As teenagers yeah, and, like, and, like drank a bunch of tall cans in 40s in high school, and, like, definitely drank a lot in college, too. Um, For me, like, high school and then post-separation, and then once it was out of my system, like, I have a lot of drinking stories, but I not recent. I don't really do that that much. I get I high more than anything. Well, That's what I, I was going to say, is both you guys smoke more weed than you drink, for sure. Right. I just, you gotta you gotta have a thing. Someone you gotta do, do something, something, right? But like, I don't know. I just like because I have some fun drinking stories, I guess. Like, because like mostly it's just like weird situations. Because I remember like the one of the last times like I was like really drunk in like a music related situation was like I was in like Temecula and it was like four in the morning. And I was like, somebody had just bought me two tall cans of steel reserve, and I'm not gonna not drink those if someone like buys those for me. Oh, that steel reserve is the worst. I drank both. I honestly like. It tastes like tar beer. In my time, I was at an age where I was fine. Like I could do that. I could do that. And like, oh no, I get it. I get it. I wasn't even like that. Like I was like 23. Like I wasn't even like that young. Did you ever have a cement mixer? Um, no, I don't think I ever did. It's, it's a drink you get somebody as a joke. I don't know what the exact ingredients are, but it coagulates in your mouth immediately when you take the shot. And it's, <laughs> it's like cum. drinking wet cement. It's <laughs> awful. That's the secret to the cement mixer. It's always That's the cum. secret. We'll, we'll just... It's one of those stupid fucking drinks mm. that young teenagers make where it's just like, you just took the fun out of drinking. Yeah. You just made something so strong and so gross tasting that I... Because the thing is, at some point, you you just sit down and you learn, like, hey, I just want to sip this thing that I like. Yeah. Or, hey, I really like the taste of this thing that I'm having. But when you're a teenager or when you're, like, a young adult, it's like, what's the grossest thing I can put in me that's going to get me so drunk yeah. and make my mom cry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you think of the games that people play at that age, like, King's Cup was a big game for us. Oh, my and God. The premise Speaking of that. Speaking of Four Loco, I yeah. remember... Seeing an entire can of Four Loco go into an already gross King's Cup. Oh, guys, Richard Park's um, home, by the way. What's up, big guy? That's my roommate, guys. Hi, Richard. What's up, Richie? He is so flabbergasted at the fact that a podcast is happening in the living room. Uh, I now. think he's going to handle it. Um, but he just, like, we poured an entire can of Four Loco in, like, the pitcher. Like, in an already gross King's Cup pitcher. Wait, wait, what else? What Do you remember what else was in it? Um, like, defi- beer? Definitely gin, for sure. Oh, no. Um, I've already discussed and it. And then I think there was whiskey, a Bud Light, and, like, some just kind of random stuff. Yeah. I, um, we used to play with a guy yeah, who dude. was uh, uh, famously sober because he had all these stories about how he used to party, but he's like, so he would insist on playing, though, and so he would, right. like, always add, like, a soda into the mix, so there'd be, like, beer and, like, gin or whiskey or something, and then Mountain Dew. Ugh. Like, that was, that was yeah. But, like, I just remember, like, so so we do the entire Four loco in there, oh, and the he, chugs, he, ch- he chugs it like a, like a fucking champ, and then he's kind of, like... Like kind of nodding his head back and like kind of like walking around, almost like he's trying to have gravity keep the vomit down ah. in his body. Um, and then Daring just God to like make him like up. like fucking Yosemite, just like projectile ah. vomits upward and just ah. shoots like a down. geyser, like, yeah, like exactly. a geyser. Oh, old faithful. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was pretty incredible to watch. Um, but yeah, that was that was Jesus pretty, uh, Christ. Ooh. All right, almost snuck that over, dude. 
Let me That's get a I let me get a splash of whiskey. You introduce okay. this. I'm gonna get so yeah, we, are we never have I evering now? We're Is that do a some thing? Never have I evering, so we can have some kind of modicum of a a, a structure. Yeah. Uh, where? Sure. <laughs> don't speak off mic, stupid. Yeah, don't speak off mic, Kevin. You yeah, should know. Kevin. This 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 is my this is my rodeo. Uh. So we're going to do Never Have I Ever. You have all played Never Have I Ever. For those of you that have never played Never Have I Ever, uh, you can play along with us at home. Pour yourself a nice tall glass of something. Uh, basically, you say something you've never done, and everybody who has done it has to drink, and usually they end up telling a story about it. So I'm going to start us off. Um, never Have I Ever peed my pants before getting home. Kevin drank. Okay, you got that one. Right. Am I the only one? No, I'm not, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty I'm good at... I've peed in places I shouldn't, but I've never peed in my pants. Yeah, I've, I've never pissed... I've, gotten, I've peed when I got home. I've never pissed myself... Like, Yeah, like, just in the same subject. I've never pissed myself from being drunk, so... I've never fully pissed, like, the whole load, but there has been instances of pee leaving my body in a car on the way back to where I'm supposed to go to pee because I couldn't control it. How much pee are we talking? Are we talking, like, We're talking, a like, a shot. A shot? <laughs> <laughs> like, a shot's like worth of piss. All right, this is... Yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. This is how it can- we figure out if it counts or not. Was it enough where, like, if you weren't home, you could go about your day with that amount of pee in there? Or was it where you had to change your pants? I probably could have gone about my day, but... Uh, would it have been embarrassing for the first, like, 20 minutes? Depending on how dark the blue in my jeans was. Fair enough. <laughs> that feels like it's enough pee. It was, it yeah. was a decent amount of my boxer leg. Oh, too. so, all right. yeah, that's so you're, you got internal bleeding yeah. in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a stuck pig. Yeah, dude. All right, Kevin, your turn. Never have I ever puked at a bar in a place that wasn't the toilet. Vanessa's drinking, yeah, I got it. Casey's drinking, and Rad's drinking. All right, well, let's go tip for tip. Let's go all the stories. Casey, what happened? Um, I projectile vomited into a dumpster. Oh, I meant in a bar, but you were oh, outside no, of a okay, bar. Okay, yeah, it's no, yeah. Like, that's pretty. I mean, that's still trashy. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're still living up to it, yeah. but I meant like inside the confines no, of a I've bar. I puked inside the confines. Of okay, a bar. Rad. What about you? Uh, I puked in a one of those big plastic garbage cans because all the bathroom stalls were taken, and this bar, this is oddly enough, Trapper's Alley. <laughs> Uh, and there's like a upstairs bar, and then there's like the area with the stairs, and that's where I the stairwell. Snuck, yeah, <laughs> and that's where I snuck off and threw up in there. Wait, so there was a, it wasn't a bathroom trash can. It was no, the no, trash no, can no. This in the was hallway. a trash can in oh. like the stairwell between going up like the up upper bar and lower bar, and also like the area where you go outside to smoke. Everyone saw me. Like, how did they respond? Well, here's here's a um. I was such a regular at Trapper's Alley, the place with all the underage people, that the bouncer saw me and was just like, oh, that's rad for (laughs) you. Throw (laughs) one up in the garbage. Classic Zahariev. Vanessa, what was yours? I'm not proud of this. Oh, boy. 
Uh, I threw up in a photo booth and I closed the curtain so that no one would notice. <laughs> this wasn't at the other door, right? No, this was okay. at a different place. And I even like paid for a photo so that people could like see the flashing oh, and man. not go in while I was throwing up. So it was just on uh, the floor. And I didn't like stand in front of the camera. I like just I just like squatted and threw up under the stool. Do you still uh, have the like the strip from this? Oh yeah, no, you should have. I bailed. You should have totally <laughs> like, just like. I would have wish you grabbed person. it. Yeah, just I really, strip really wish you would have grabbed that onto the camera. <laughs> I would love to see the four like yeah. photos in a I row of her beginning to use vomit. that as your headshot yeah. forever. Like I wasn't in my right mind to be like, oh, I should keep this. So yeah. I like squatted no, down. No, no, totally. And I scooted the stool to the side, threw up under the stool, moved the stool back over the puddle, uh, walked out, closed the curtain, and then made my way out the bar through the back. What was the circumstance of the night? Like, why were you so drunk? Uh, okay. Without getting into too much marital problems or whatever. It wasn't marital okay. problems. <laughs> it was the first person I tried dating post. Oh, uh, okay. Ex- Post divorce, it was a bouncer, and his name was Pickles. Uh, oh, like from like from Metalocalypse. Already. He his <laughs> actual name was actually also Kevin, but I forget that it's Kevin because he went exclusively by Pickles. Well, how can you forget a name like that? Uh, his name was Pickles, and he had a Prince Albert, and uh, that's a dick piercing, right? That's a mm, dick yes. piercing. He on more than one occasion referred to me as one of the good ones. In terms uh, of what, just women or people of color, or pick one. Uh, Boy, (laughs) sounds like a stand-up fella. Yeah, here we go. He spent $4,000 on a Kickstarter for an online video game that never happened. Oh, which one? So that he can have a fancy ship. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it was like... I know what you're talking about because our mutual friend from the other door, Scott, may have been commissioned to work on this video game and I think he declined the offer. Yeah, it was like this big fucking... I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it never... like If anybody that knows what I'm talking about, it was supposed to be like the next EVE Online, but it never came about. Yeah, yeah. And he donated a stupid amount of money so he can have a special ship. And the game never came out. Uh, he like moved back in with his parents so that he could donate this money. That's Ooh. like a crazy thing to do. And he also kept lizards and well, that's not a big deal. Tupperware. Wait, roaches? Like Madagascar, so like fancy cockroaches and other bugs. Oh, the thinking man's cockroach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Harvard cockroach. The Harvard cockroach. <laughs> he like kept. Yes. Oh, these are not my. P- yeah. These are not your pedestrian cockroaches. These, these are cockroaches Madagascar. are on the rowing team. What a fucking idiot. He put them on a massage <laughs> table in a Tupperware in his room in his parents' house who had uh, wall-to-wall Christmas decorations all year long oh. and liked to say things like race card. Oh, uh, boy. And that mm. night was the night where I was just kind of like, I can never come back to this bar because yeah. I am not answering any one of Pickles' calls. No, no. Yeah. You, you got to gotta block Pickles. So I got so absolutely trashed to do it. Uh, that I threw up in the photo booth. Nice. This is a story. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> are we not supposed to say race card? Uh, Rad just came back in the bathroom, and that's all that he ascertained from this conversation. I'm trying to be better, guys. It's You're just doing hard. great. You're doing great. to me about just, like, annoyances that I had dealt with, and they'd be like, well, race card. It was, it was stupid. They sound like a great white family. <laughs> How can you tell that's what they were? Also, if you look him up on Facebook... I will. His profile picture is him vaping through a hockey mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's no good. wonder he keeps roaches in jars. Uh, uh, Casey, do you have a Never Have I Ever? Okay, let's see. Are oh, we going to skip? Oh, um, never mind. Never yeah, Have I Ever him. Been Arrested Due to Intoxication. 
Oh, no one drank. Nobody Good job, drank. Guys. I'm proud of us. Yeah, I know. It's mostly white people in yeah, here. I was, so I was you know. about to say, I was waiting for red, to be honest. It's not mostly white people. The only person who didn't ask that question that's white is me. <laughs> I've never what are you talking about? You're not white. Arrested, Stop I... it. I'm white. <laughs> You're beige. Okay, so we're... let's do your bit. Yeah, let's do my bit. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. No, Go ahead. Because Red has a history of doing bits on this podcast. Uh, and it's very. Oh, yeah. I heard that on the uh, the well, Gentleman Club. Did you, episode. you and two other people? Well, uh, I've never been arrested for being drunk. I've been arrested for skateboarding, but I've never been arrested. That's not a crime, bro. No, no. Skating is not a my, crime. Have you seen my bumper stickers? <laughs> that's just part of the white experience. Yep, it sure is. Yeah. I wasn't arrested, though. I did have a cop, like, this is actually worse than being arrested when a cop is just like, sweetie, are you okay? Do we need to call someone? Oh, oh no. <laughs> what like, was the situation? Where you're like, oh, my God, am I okay? <laughs> Well, it's just when you're in Fullerton, where I grew up, there's so much drunk teenagers that they can't really do anything about it yeah. because it's right by a college, and it wasn't even. It's like, like the you, war on drugs. Well, you're never gonna like, win it's it. Just, it's it's a drinking town, so like more than anything, they just want to make sure that you get home. Well, okay. It's a service industry town too, because of Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like I was eating a pizza in a in a raincoat, just fucking hammered, <laughs> like 21, and just like freshly thinking about getting separated. And I drop my pizza at cheese side down. Oh, oh no. And I just start yelling at it because I'm just like devastated. <laughs> yelling at the flipped over pizza. And this cop is just like, sweetie, are you okay? Do you have friends? Do you have people that are going to get you? And I'm like, I have friends. Like, it felt like. You had friends? You definitely had friends? You had friends. You definitely had friends. Crazy Egg Girlfriend is a yeah. great show. Yeah, it is. Uh, Rad, what's your Never Have I Ever thingy? Um, Actually, can I? I've never been arrested for a being drunk but i got a great story about it now nah, we don't want to hear it all right fair enough <laughs> let's kidding, tell your story it's um a friend of mine got arrested where he um we we all went out and um this is he 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 loved this cocaine and he at the time i didn't even i didn't do cocaine but like half the people did half the people didn't and so we're all very drunk coming from a bar and then he goes i need to get some right now and so everyone, whether you're doing it or not, went, we all need to go together. This is a team trip. And so we went. Team cocaine, guys. We picked it up. We're all on team And co- then, team like, Coco. On, the way, on the way back, half the people are pretty much holding drugs. He gets pulled over. He's drunk. He already has, like, priors for the same type of shit. So the cops, and this is in Canada, so... Even even back then, I was like, those are the most reasonable cops ever. Because they're like, hey, you're doing this. We got to pull you over. Do you mind stepping out? He was like, yes, absolutely. They're like, we're going to breathalyze you. He's like, okay. They're like, ah, you're drunk. We got to take you in. He's like, you know what? That's what it is. That's ah, what it is. You got me. It was most so like Canadian every... exchange. It, it, I swear to you, it was so like <laughs> for how serious things were. It was just so like, ah, you know, you're doing your job. I'm doing my thing. Like, no... And so they cuff him, and all of a sudden, uh, my friend goes, he still got, like, at least a gram of Coke in his pocket. And so he goes to uh, the cops, and he goes, hey, this is my cousin or whatever. Can I just go talk to him and see what I need to tell his parents? Because we're, like, 19, 20 at a time. And um, the cops go, yeah. And so they talk, and then he gives them a hug, and then he comes back. And he goes, so what I did is when I gave him a hug, I checked his back pockets, 
And as he checked his back pockets, the friend that got the drunk driving ticket goes, oh, don't worry. I already stuffed it between the seats of the cop car. (laughs) (laughs) No, I got it covered. It's hidden in the cop car. And like, I guess it's fine. He, you know, we would have heard about it if they found out. So that that's what it was. He stuffed it in there. I mean, that's a move because they can't trace that back to him necessarily if they find it later, you know, basically. Um, never have I ever is it so it's something I've done right never no it's something you've never, never done I've never done see what somebody else has done okay okay um, never never have I ever um, been drunk in a pl- in the workplace yeah everyone took a sip really mm. I used to work in like a bar restaurant like venue that should barely count. Uh, this job that I did. I was still on the clock and I got drunk a couple of times. Right, but that's like every good bartender. I, mm-hmm. You were just a good person to work at a bar. <laughs> like, that was a sound take. I didn't do it, like, very often. I didn't drink on the job. I don't, I usually, like, most of the time I wouldn't do that, but mm-hmm. also, like, sometimes at the end, like, the coworkers, like, everybody would, like, there was a bar next door that we would go to, but, like, even sometimes during the shows, like, if we were kind of, like... If it was sort of slow, we'd sort of like sometimes drink in the back. Mm. Um. That's mad reasonable of you. Yeah, <laughs> At this last job that I quit, when they fired the boss that I really loved, I ah, am. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was gone. Me and my coworker broke into the whiskey cabinet and just pounded down some real good black label. Ooh. Uh, while I just J W back and forth about how everything was bullshit but then the ceo got back so i had to pretend to not be drunk so i just hid the whiskey glass in my desk uh so i and i was just i was fucking because i was just so angry but it kind of felt it felt very mad men yeah yeah that's very mad anytime you're drinking at the workplace like not that you're drunk at the workplace but you're drinking Yeah. yeah did a handsome man slap you on the ass and tell you to go get him his coffee no, but a handsome gay man did slap me in the face and say, get it together. That's a <laughs> and it was also great. Uh, it was also very similar to Mad Men in the sense that after like the third season of it, I just kind of dropped off and was just like wondering what happened. <laughs> uh, my, my example of that, Rad, you should know this because I used to uh, produce a show in Long Beach on Wednesday nights, once a month, Wednesday night, and... Uh, we would get bottle service for all of the comedians there. You would be one of those comedians, Radiston. I remember that. That's and a we fun would, memory. Yeah, it was very great. We would be up there till like two, three a.m. drinking like free tequila, That's and then I had to. Fuck. It was dope, but then I had to go in at six a.m. to be a supervisor for a bunch of early shift tech support uh, call handlers. And at one point, it was so bad I rolled into work drunk. And everybody on my team knew I was drunk, but my boss wasn't in until nine, so I legit just slept on a couch while they worked and uh, just let them know that I was having a rough day. Uh, but yeah, I've been You're drunk. Be- well, I, I, I don't think I've often drank at work or like come back from lunch drunk or anything, but I have definitely been drunk at the beginning of my shift. I've also had a specific night uh, back when I was also doing cocaine, like you mentioned earlier. 
where I legit did not sleep the night before my work shift. I was Plus on coke you. all night, and then I came in and crushed it at my job until 1 p.m. when I crashed. I remember <laughs> that because right. I was I was with you. You were part of that, yeah. yeah. Um, just real quick, do you talk about your work and your boss? Well, because I quit, yeah. All right, cool, because I got a story about that. Ooh. All right. Save for the comments. I'll save. I'll save it for the comments. <laughs> it, more, it, if it was about us, that'd be fine. But Rad worked security for a party at my work. Oh, that's All right. right. Uh, that's I'll, right. I'll leave the it Chris, at this. Uh, I'll keep thanks, it super yeah. vague. Somebody there was drunk, and somebody there was allegedly also pregnant. <laughs> was this the same somebody? This is very ominous. No, two separate people. Oh, okay. I just two thought so- it, two somebodies. We'll we'll leave it right now because Vanessa's making a face like I don't want to get into more trouble than I already. I absolutely understand. I should I should just told the story without asking. So this is my fault. (laughs) All right, so we're gonna do. uh, We we just played our round of Never Have I Ever, and I want to see all of your Never Have I Ever. Uh, questions in the comments yes. because I want to keep this game going. We could do this like a pen pal thing, but I always like to end on a fun introspective question. So here's a fun one. Since you're all dudes and you're all dudes that like to go to a bar, why is it that sometimes it feels like a bar and maybe drinking is one of the few times men can get stuff off their chests? I you really? I did not expect this deep of a question because it actually is. It's good. Question. It's good. I, I Casey, think, you got some. I think when you dr- the reason that I think Americans in general, maybe not just Americans, but just people in general, like to drink is because they need something to take the stick out of their ass. Mm-hmm. And I think especially for men, we're just kind of culturally across the globe. There's just kind of a culture of men having a stick up their ass and when oh, yeah. they drink, it's and like the repression. one... Yeah, it's the one time that they're able to kind of take that guard down and I, really be... allow themselves to be vulnerable. If I could piggyback on that just a bit in terms of a specifically a bar setting, mm-hmm. I think the inclusion of a lot of noise around you uh-huh. and maybe you're there with a friend or sometimes you don't have a friend and you lay this shit on the bartender as that old trope goes. I think part of that is it, even though you're trying to have this intimate moment, because like Casey said, men in this country are very uh, emotionally reserved and we don't like to talk about it. We're conditioned to think that we shouldn't express our emotions, but the only way we can get to is when we're at a bar, especially a familiar bar like ours, the local, the other door, or whatever yours is out there. I'm sure you've got a local. Uh, You go there. You know the people around you. There's noise. There's chatter. Maybe there's some cigarette smoke. You know, people are drinking. Everyone's having fun. And you feel like that noise all kind of uh, dilutes your truth that you need to get out, which is like, my wife's a pig. Whatever it is, you know. (laughs) Whatever your bullshit is that you need to talk about. Uh, you don't feel as vulnerable doing it when you're at your local because it's like you're kind of just you're hanging out with the family and you know there's music playing and it's a lot of that. So I think that's a big chunk of that. Well, and I, I think, think also if you just look at the existence of America, like just kind of you know, like I know there was always a saying that like kind of in the like the saloon era, like especially the like you know middle class and like poor people like the saloon was arguably like more important to you than like any other place in your life that wasn't your, it was your home base yeah because it was like it was where you could just be like located 
um, and like reliably be at, and like your bartender was like, get your mail like, sent there. Like financial shit. Yeah, there you go. You gotta yeah. have your most his lack. Exactly. I, I think. I mean, you guys pretty much covered it, but it's like it's everyone knows alcohol tends to strip away inhibitions. Yeah. I mean, and, listen to this podcast, right? <laughs> Never seen you chattier. I know. But, I hate, I'm um, sorry, Vanessa. I know, this was supposed to come off as like a lighthearted jab, and it was just too true. So I apologize for that. No, it uh, cut deep. It cut deep. It's but fun. the thing is, you know, like we know people that you drink, they get drunk, they become an asshole. Other ones become like super chummy, all that stuff. So like the more, you know, you drink, and then all of a sudden stuff that you had hangups about, where maybe it's realistically it's not something anyone cares but that doesn't matter to you because like you care so that's what's important and then you forget about that and that's when you start to open up yeah that's super true yeah what do you think vanessa um i also think as as a girl it's a little bit different for me yeah uh but one thing i love is every time i go to the bar no matter how drunk i am I will always find a woman there that thinks I look great and has my back <laughs> and vice versa. That's like true. there's no more Your hair. Your, and I'm like, my hair, your hair like there's no more supportive place in the universe than the women's restroom at a bar. Yeah. Like, I can't tell, tell you. Tell me how about many. it. Oh wait, what's that story about what happened recently in the, the women's restroom Which at the other door? There's so many with me. Just name one of them. Well, I know there's one a couple where it, there was a girl crying over her boyfriend. At, that was when we went to the uh, I don't remember what tavern it was, but I was in the bar and there was this girl crying over her boyfriend, and I can like hear him over the phone being really shitty to her as she was just like trying to talk to him, and she was crying at the sink, and I was drunk too, and I was just like, hey, I don't know you, but you're beautiful and you're trying and. You're not here to deal with some idiot that isn't here. You're going to have a great time. And I gave her the same pep talk that a waitress gave me when I was crying in a Red Lobster bathroom. Exactly. And, Damn. Like, and there's been, like, countless cases where, like, I've been walking out and I have, like, toilet paper tucked in my, like, stuck in my shoe or something. And a girl's like, wait. And she, like, fixed my hair or, like, like liquor. There's, like, a camaraderie like, of it. And there's something about, like, girls being drunk near other girls even if you don't know each other at the bar where you just, like, have each other's back. Or, like, I'll see, like, a dude talking to a girl and she doesn't want to be talked to and she keeps trying to tell him to go away and I'll be like, hey, oh my god, I've been looking for you everywhere, even if I don't know her. And it's this kind of, like, unspoken thing where you, like, see her and, you know, she's got those shoes on and she did her fucking makeup in a way that you, like, know she tried so hard and she did her hair and she looks great and you just want to, like, look at her and be like, I see you. I see yeah, your effort. I got right. you, girl. Uh, oh, totally. So it's it's a little bit of a different experience where it's not even like where we go to like work out our feelings, but there's like this like nod where it's like, oh, this is your night too. Is there? Yeah, I was gonna ask you is like a kind of a, a follow up to that, and also like a, maybe a note to end on is for as the only female on this <laughs> podcast right now. Not for long, by the way. No, I mean so like this episode. Oh no, there's a special announcement coming. Oh, up. I know about that, but oh, I'm gonna shit. keep it under wraps because you know I, I ain't gonna be I ain't gonna Martha Stewart this shit with Doubt inside it. trader. Oh. I found I found out about it, but I won't ruin. Oh man, everybody knows. Y'all don't know nothing. Uh, but I was gonna say is like, as a a woman going to a bar by herself, like let's say you're not going with any friends or anything. What what is the thing that you're looking for there? Is it is it 
to make friends with other women? Is it to just do your own personal stuff, or what is it? Sometimes it's to do my own personal stuff because you want to be alone together. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I totally get that. It's like I don't want to hang out with you, but I want to be alone around other people. I want to be alone around you. Yeah, and and that's it's actually really comforting when you can be alone amongst people. I agree, one hundred percent. And sometimes it's just kind of like. You know what? I don't really want to see anybody that I know because I feel like they're going to dig too deep into stuff. Mm. And I just kind of want to keep things really light and face value. Superficial, yeah. Right. At a bar, things aren't like, in a way, empty superficial, but it's just kind of like, hey, what are you up to? Let's chat or, you know, let's commiserate over this drink or whatever it may be. Uh, hence the show Cheers. H- hence mm-hmm. the word watering hole. It's yeah. that place where you can go and meet other people that are just trying to get a mm. little drink of something and then talk no, or not talk. It's the replacement song, Here Comes a Regular. Oh, uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. sing about it. Yeah. And people have, like, soft spots. But don't ask her on a straight mm-hmm. tequila night. She'll start thinking about him, and she's ready to fight. Yeah. That's a John Anderson country song. All right, never mind. Oh, I Let's thought that was on. Chingy. Oh, no, that was Chingy. <laughs> that was a B-side. That was one of Chingy's unreleased yeah. B-sides. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at us in general. Just, I don't care what you say. Tell Kevin to eat his own cum. Please don't um, tell actually, me that. Tell me, tell me to. You should probably tell me. Ask me to eat my own cum. Don't tell me. I've been telling Ajipai to eat his own cum, but don't tell Kevin to eat his own cum. But ask do, me. Definitely do tell me his own cum. Kevin to eat his own cum. At KB Anderson, yo, you can to ask me to eat my own it. cum, and I'll give you a legitimate response. Oh, do you to think it'll be just as it. funny the second time? Hey, Rad, why don't you give out your Twitter handle? Okay. Uh, people tell you to eat your own cum. I've already tasted my cum several times. So have I. Um, it's. At Radiston Z, figure out how to spell it. Uh, no if you want to come see some hilarious jokes, come see me at the Hollywood Hotel on January third. I forget what the show is called. <laughs> and if you want to, what see some really good it? promotion? It's a Wednesday. Then I told it's you hilarity. It's, it's hilarity. <laughs> see that? Yeah, that's hosted by Unpop's very own Quincy. Quincy Johnson. Johnson. Hilarious. Yeah. Malik. Absolute joy to listen to on stage and via recording anyway you want to watch me and quincy do some mushrooms together and record a podcast uh december 30th at the hollywood hotel uh we're doing an unpops pui chet's gonna do i don't know he's probably just gonna not open his is he gonna open i was gonna say is he gonna open his mail Uh, finally i don't know what he's gonna do i'm gonna make him open his mail i'm actually sending chet a christmas card to force him to open his mail uh but we're all gonna do a combination of something i'm probably gonna have like chocolate wine and mushrooms i don't know uh casey where can the people find you um, Instagram, Fink Fink Santiago, Facebook, just with my name, and then I come on Twitter, but I like never use it, so like it doesn't really matter. Can so I? on Fink Fink Santiago, uh, ask Casey to eat uh, his own cum. Can I? Can I plug uh, some for Casey Marks. real quick? Do you want to plug? Something? Uh, go check out band. Dogs, uh, the band that Casey was it's, in a few years ago. Uh, I just found them recently, and I really like that fucking band. Mm, check it out. Still, someone, and we're trying to like. I have a lineup going of my brother. Um, and then Rick Wood actually is going to be playing oh, shit. for me. This um, is happening? And then so I'm trying to... Yeah, no, it's like I'm trying to do it. it mainly I just need a drummer. That's kind of where I'm at. at Rick this Wood, point. we will have on yeah. at some point. I Rick got Wood you a drummer, shit. by the way. Talk to me after this. We'll All talk right, about yeah, we'll, drummers. We'll talk off mic. We'll talk OM. Uh, and also, fun announcement that should be taking place next podcast, if not the one directly afterwards, is uh, I need some more some more ladies up in here. And also, I've been wanting to have a co-host for a while because I usually do a lot of the a lot of the wrangling, and I am a tired lady. You are. Uh, 
so by popular demand, because people fucking love her, from this point on, my new co-host is going to be Miss Jessica Singer. Jason. Oh, great stuff. <laughs> love Jessica. I just Very scared exciting. our guinea pigs so much by clapping. Was it worth it? It was, because I love Jessica. She's great. I know. She's going to be great. I can't wait to have her on as a permanent co-host, uh, which hopefully will also mean we can crank out some episodes faster if I can get some more studio time in now that I got some free time. Mm, yeah. But wanted to give you guys that announcement before it happened is a fun thing to look forward to. So yeah, tell us what your favorite bars are, some fun never have I ever's, and tell all these boys to eat their own cum. Please. Take a walk and I love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.